Hello, everybody. Welcome to We View Yasha and Other Tales. I'm Sean. I'm Lindsay. I'm here to talk about Lindsay's favorite episode, Kohaku's Last Memory. Lost. His lost memory. <laughs> his last memory would have been the one where he realized he killed his entire family and then True. was shot by a bunch of arrows. His lost memory, I'm presuming, is the one where he remembers that he killed his entire family. Or I guess it could be who Naraku is. We don't... Oh, you know what? I'm so stupid. I just realized his lost memory. It's that's the pluralization of a bunch of memories. That one's not my fault. That's the the nature of the English language. Lindsay, you take it. Yeah, I think it means that uh, Kohaku's suffering from a bit of amnesia. They should have just called it Kohaku's amnesia then. <laughs> All he remembers is he's really good at cutting wood with a sickle and a chain. He was using his weapon as a tool, and that's not what you're supposed to do. It's gonna dull it. Look, yeah, exactly. Like you don't use this, and I pull out a switchblade <laughs> to open packages of of cookies. You use it to stab a guy. But if it were an emergency, <laughs> and you needed to get to the cookies. If it was life and death, fine. You, you can you can eat the cookies. Could use it to open the cookie. But it's for opening people's throats. If they were thin mints. Oh, if they were right? thin mints or lemonades or um, what was the, uh, the s'mores type or the uh, well. That'd be kind of an emergency. All right, you've convinced me. <laughs> you've convinced me. <laughs> yeah. So the, I take all these titles literally in a in a high-functioning fashion, so I really did think it was one specific memory that Kohaku had that they were trying to unlock so they could find treasure or something. I remembered where I buried that map. Hold on. Maybe you guys could do it. But no. It's just, uh, I don't remember who I am. Let's start talking about this episode because, Jesus Christ, uh, we got... I don't know about this one. <laughs> little bomb to drop. <laughs> Should we wait until the end of the episode? Or the no, mid? we can do it right, All right now. Oh, drop it at any time. I don't like Kohaku. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been really hard for you to admit. I get the feeling no one does, but they feel that criticizing him, they feel that criticizing him is mean because he's like Sango's little brother and it's all she has left. Not all she has left, but it's like her big weakness. Inuyasha's weakness is Kikyo, and Moroku's weakness is dot dot women. dot. I guess it would just be women, but it's not a weakness in the sense that the other things are. Kagome's weakness is Inuyasha. What would Moroku's weakness be? Well, I don't know. He got his hand cut open by a monster pretending to be a woman. I guess that he will die soon with that wind tunnel, and that's his weakness. It's not very good because these Why are is all it insects. <laughs> I can't use my wind tunnel. Damn it. <laughs> and Shippo doesn't really seem to have one other than he's generally just underpowered as a character. 
Yeah, so people probably like, all right, we'll keep Kohaku in the show because it humanizes Sango, I guess. But I, I, I can't say for sure that I really like him either. How many times has he, he showed up as Resurrecto Kaku? Okay, so there was the very first time where Naraku was telling Sango to steal the Tetsaiga. Yeah. Was that it? Just that two-parter? so. So we haven't seen him since then. Because then he just kind of disappears. He was in the castle, one of the castles. Yeah. They have an emotional moment where she hands him the the mask, and then he floats into the sky along with Naraku and everything after Kagome shoots him with an arrow. Yeah, I guess that's the last time we've seen him. Jesus Christ. Except in that, I know, it seems like he's just always there. And it's like, this time, I saw the title of the episode, and the fact that he was going to be in it, and I just felt this weight on my shoulders, like, Because you know what's coming. It's what Sango predicted, that she's always going to choose him over the goodness of the group, and Inuyasha, who's talking sense later, saying that it's probably a trap, uh, she doesn't listen. And they knew that was coming. And yeah. we as the audience knew that was coming as well. So really yeah. this is a, a take your medicine episode. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because she said, hey, it doesn't matter. I will always choose him. I'm going to do this again. Yeah. And they're like, no, it's okay. Hang out with us. Be cool. And then it does happen and they're not okay with it. No. They're doing everything in their power to try to convince her otherwise when she eh, probably can't be convinced. Either way, there's no way that that episode happened 10 days ago. Oh, is that what they said? It's been 10 days? Yeah, but, I mean, we can finagle it to where... Okay, so here's the thing. (laughs) The castle disappeared, but the, the time of the castle disappearing that they're talking about, while you go through your notes feverishly, I'll talk about this. The clip. No freaking way that was yeah, 10. No. no. So the clip that they show, I think, is from the Tetsaiga Stolen episode. But the last time they fought in Naraku's castle was the Koga yeah. Deadly Trap. So we can just say that that's what they're talking about, which is a little more feasible being 10 days prior. Still a little... But then they went back to like the original... Naraku's castle. Uh, we can still finagle it and just say that that's where the Koga fight took place in. That that happened to be the original castle. So they find it, and then, oh, here's the armor of my parent, or my dad, and uh, Moroku uh, really getting into Sango's good graces at that moment. Uh, didn't really affect her, but... I know. He, I think I one of the other things that I wrote down was, oh, look at Moroku's scoring points. Yep. He's a and good... then you see, I have, what the hell is he wearing? I know he's got like his monk robes, and I know he wears leggings. But I just I can't. Oh, I'll have I to look that up. I don't want a picture him without that robe on. <laughs> well, I mean that's got to come off at some point. You can't look weird with those leggings. <laughs> no, I'd look be into like, it. Uh, look like uh, Adam Driver in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to never bring that film up again. <laughs> Taking your Coke back. <laughs> your soda. Uh, 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 yeah, okay. But Sango doesn't, like, she doesn't look at him with affection. She just yeah, says, like, just like thank you, Moroku. Uh, we're, we're jumping around a bit, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's not really my 
damage to his energy. No. <laughs> so this castle. <laughs> I'm too fixated on just the timeline of everything. So and cool. why did they go back? Why? They so didn't they're... really say. They just happened to be on the trail. But the way this episode starts, it's like it has no connection with the previous one. So it seems like this episode should have come Well, they like, kind of shoehorned in a... Oh, gosh. When they were writing Hanahachi. Like, oh, yeah, Kagome's back, I guess. They've made up or they're okay. Well, I wonder if there's a way the boat. we could have fit this episode in the other time that she left. Maybe Two Hearts, One Mind. Let me look mm -hmm. at that real quick. Possible. Yeah, so Two Hearts, One Mind is uh, Kagome comes back and um, Inuyasha chases everybody around. And they're all a bunch of good friends. That would have made more sense. They would have been closer to uh, Sango joining their group. And yeah. maybe Naraku's castle is their best lead at this point. The only problem is uh, Trapped in a Duel to the Death starts off immediately with Shippo show showing the drawings. That mm, that's right. So that one is too tight knit. Um, I'm just. Yeah, no. I don't know why. I mean, they're looking for jewel shards, but now it's like they've switched their focus and they're like, let's not look for jewel shards. Let's just go after Naraku because he's got the most. So now they're yeah. trying to track Naraku. Is that their thinking? Yeah, or they just happen to be kind of in it within the vicinity of. Hmm, I smell miasma and the. Whatever. Oh yeah, well, even, I'm just looking at my notes right now. Even that one's like way too uh, too far away. And Sango isn't injured in this one because isn't the next one Jinenji? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So really, that wouldn't work. Sadly, so it's just a screw up. And Kohaku being with those those two old people who happen to be by the castle, and he says he's been there for ten days, or they say he's been there for ten days. They're not talking about the time that Kohaku floated into the sky because his vague memory of Naraku is saying, I don't need you anymore. So that could have easily happened. Yeah, and running away from Naraku. Yep. Might not have happened right after. Maybe it was after Kagura and Kana came in and he's like, yeah. I don't need you anymore. <laughs> Can make my own children. It's possible this is yet another trap devised by Naraku. Who uh, it's told? What I was thinking the whole time. <laughs> of course, of course, it's a trap. <laughs> but the reason our heroes are the heroes is because they rush headlong into traps without thinking. Because what if they're wrong? Someone needs a rescuing. <laughs> so it's this whole thing could just as easily work if he, at any point, just told Kohaku to go live with these weirdos, and then destroyed his own castle to lure the gang to that castle. I mean, Naraku seems to have complete control over Kohaku. Yeah. He can say, I need you to be a deadly assassin. And now he goes, no, I just need you to be your, your lovable old self. Just don't remember anything. And that, I think, is going to happen. And he can force communicate with them across a great distance. <laughs> Gets the power of the jewel. It, uh, we have to just assume all this stuff is the power of the jewel. But, uh, that jewel is still the only thing keeping Kohaku alive. Oh. And if anyone wants to complete the jewel. Gotta take it out eventually. <laughs> it's 
I mean, Kohaku is on borrowed time. But maybe uh, Sango, like Kagome, I will just endure it. I don't know. I've got a little brother I'd give my kidney to if he needed it. And I have a little brother who can beat me up, so I have to give him my kidney. <laughs> Absolutely. You're I the do. older brother? Yeah. Yeah, be less shocked if you could. <laughs> yes, I'm the older brother. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Yeah. I know I look like I'm 12, and he <laughs> looks like he's 41, but... <laughs> I always thought you were the younger brother. No, I'm the older one. Oh, I'm sorry. This is what happens. Uh, they, <laughs> my parents raised me as a nice boy. The fuck were we? Oh, yeah, Kohaku. <laughs> Kohaku. Um... Kohaku's not oh. the tough one, though. Oh, no, God. gosh, no. He's the Shinji of the yes. two. Yes, oh my god. Well... I'll tie it into what I said in the previous episode about Kagome learning bravery, but you go ahead. You realized something. Um, Kohaku, yeah. He's not... He's not... A, I like... the When he was introduced in that first episode, yeah, he was a little bit of a chicken, but he was not, like, Shinji levels of chicken. I actually I did like him and then I thought his story was done <laughs> yeah that's the thing his story is done yeah so bringing him back once is acceptable and him dying in that that battle would have been fine but and now every time they bring him back is it just gonna be like oh god this again this again well when I mean Naraku's got Sango's Achilles heel right there and I think it would be stupid for him to say like I don't need you anymore of course he's Sango's still out there of course you're always going to need Kohaku yeah so yeah he Naraku's not gonna let Kohaku go willingly it's always going to be he's useful if he's alive yeah of course (sighs) so yeah Naraku's gonna keep him around as much as possible despite what this episode is trying to get you to think yeah and I, there's nothing going on with that old couple, right? They're not demon puppets, as far as I know, from not having watched the I next episode. I don't think they're... So they were just a convenient kind of... This is what Kohaku's been doing. <laughs> he's like a sleeper agent. He's just hanging out with uh, yes. people. Uh, but as he's living with that old couple, he's showing them tricks with his hook thing, cutting wood. It's, it's not that he's bad with the hook. It's that Kohaku never learned bravery. It's possible that it had to do with upbringing, his dad not putting him in the field a lot earlier, and him not living long enough after that point to actually learn to get a taste for battle and all that, compared to Kagome, who, being thrust in feudal Japan from the first episode, being scared at first, and then uh, doing an extremely good job of rolling with the punches and learning to be brave through there, going through some shit probably would have made Kohaku a stronger person. I guess what I'm getting at is um, Sango calls him a coward at one point in her head. He's still a little cowardly. I don't want (laughs) to insult Kohaku too much by calling him a coward because he's not the worst in anime history and he's not. Oh no, definitely not. He's just, you know, he's a frightened boy who was killed. The only reason I don't like his character is just how he's being used. So I think this is where Naraku sends his horde of demons, right? Oh no, the bees come to lure Kohaku out, okay. and then the weird um, 
praying mantis monster comes out. What, the, what was up with that hair? <laughs> he used to be human. He used to be oh, like a hipster. Like a, yeah, straight, blank hair. Just how nice of you to wake up. And he says cat. he's got the shard. Yeah, and then of course, so Songo's like, "No, it can't be a trap because if we hadn't come along, Kohaku would have died at the hands of that demon." We all know that's not the case, Songo. Come on. So yeah, so she's like, "Nope, nope." Oh yeah, our gang comes and saves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, of course. They detect the shard and blah blah blah. They save him. I was kind of into this though that she interacted with him uh, it's the one thing i like about amnesia episodes it's like the characters have to interact with someone who uh, they've known all this time but have to recap everything i don't know why i like that i just do <laughs> and they're if they're in the hut speaking they have a sweet moment together while meanwhile everyone's outside going eh, something's weird about this <laughs> What are we gonna do? <laughs> and leave it to Inuyasha. Is like, I'm gonna go in and kill the kid. Is that cool with everybody? And then he walks away before they can answer. <laughs> Sango comes out like, and to prevent no. him. They have a really loud conversation in front of the hut where Kohaku is listening and says, "All right, I'm out of here." He's like that lady's real nice, but I'm gonna just cause trouble for her if I stay. So I'm just gonna go. Now was Kohaku staring at her? Oops. I think so. <laughs> Was that the implication of that? Because see, he doesn't remember being her little brother. So yes, he, and so to him, it's like this, you know, more grown woman is like putting cuddling him, and his head's real close to her bosom. <laughs> yeah, and he gets the red. Yeah, and he blushes, like, and he even says like, "This is awkward," <laughs> and she's like, "No, it's not. You're We're my siblings." <laughs> That's because the way she says that made me think this came up previously. Like, you're my brother. <laughs> what if that was the first time that she mentioned it? And oh. Like, oh, well, I feel really <laughs> weird about this, this erection that I have. Then. No, I think it was like he does. He understands intellectually that, oh, we were related, but emotionally it's not there. So like being cuddled is like, yeah, I don't know how to feel. Essentially a stranger. Yeah. Oh yeah, even though she knows him, and she's just like, oh, my little brother. He's kind of like, okay, well, you say you're my sister, but pulling me awfully close to your boobs right there. And here I thought I was going to be a huge pervert for interpreting the scene that way. Nope, Sango's just real happy to have her little brother back. Yep, and scared him off. Oh, so then this is where the, the swarm demons. of demons come. And Inuyasha, oh, his sword's heavy. Okay. I was like, why the heck is Inuyasha doing Iron Reaver Soul Stealer on all these demons when he could pull out the Tetsaiga and take care of them all I at once? I thought the Windscar was coming because they were all there. Um, it, it's heavy. Yeah, he's still, he's but not he hasn't even he didn't even pull it out or anything. He didn't even try. He did, didn't even bother with it. He should be training this whole time with yeah. uh, Kilala. And I thought that was weird, so I was like, why would he not use the wind score? It's, but then I just now realized, well, maybe. Well, if our conspiracy theory of this should have happened a lot earlier is true, then he doesn't <laughs> really know the wind score at this point. <laughs> 
everything about this episode seems like it should have taken place when that Kohaku property was hot. <laughs> but the show had other shit to do, I guess. We had to learn who Jinenji was, first of all. <laughs> kind yet sad. Yeah. But uh, Kagura shows up, too, in this Yay, scene. Yay, Kagura! Seemingly, like, just kind of, she's there. She could have just as easily not been there. She's just there to make sure the demons take care of business. She's there to make the whole thing seem legitimate. Like, we want that shard, wink. We don't yeah. already have it, wink. Maybe she's there to distract uh, Inuyasha and Miroku. Yeah. Well, this was surprising. That and I guess Sango. Sango and Kagome just leave the two of them there with the horde. Like, you guys got this by... <laughs> Including Shippo, who was saved by Miroku, who lost points with you for doing that. I'm sure. I don't even remember that. Must have looked away for a second. Uh, Kagura or the Horde, I can't remember. They do all the blades, and Inuyasha dodges, and Moroku dodges, and he picks up Shippo. Oh, shoot, I don't even remember that. Yeah, it's like a real quick scene. There's a lot going on in these final five minutes where... <laughs> we have an episode! <laughs> Kohaku once again has to be saved by uh, the Hirai Kotsu that goes around in a pretty awesome arc, and yeah. gets all those bees. yeah. More demons keep following him, so Sango stays behind to fight demons, while Kagome takes Kohaku to safety. Yeah, she has a bow and arrow set again. She does. Yep. Which we could also conspiracy theorize that, oh, she had one a lot earlier. Hmm. Um, but for some reason, she's only got like three arrows. <laughs> <laughs> but she's gotten really good at them. Yep, she kicks some ass, which is great. I haven't seen that in a while. She protects Kohaku. I haven't called him Kohaktu this whole time. <laughs> I will henceforth. <laughs> um, but she's out of arrows, and they are not out of demons. So she sees uh, a tree with a hole underneath it. <laughs> Very noticeable one that any demon walking by. It's like, just quite a little cave under that tree. And they could Willem Dafoe their way into the, the tree and say, See you in a week. So they go in there and it works. <laughs> the bees have, don't have tree hole sights and just fly by. <laughs> but they keep circling, so it's not safe for them to leave. They just have to stay. And I kind of saw this coming. But yeah. I filed it away as like, now that'd be too dark a turn for the show if uh, this happened. <laughs> that he just murders, like a gome stuck in a tree with a murdering psychopath. But then that's what happens. They, they talk for a couple seconds about Sango, and then she turns away to look, and then Kohaku gets a force message from Snoke saying, um, my plan is to kill her! Kill her now! <laughs> and then Kohaku's like, you're all out of arrows. I must kill. <gasps> Cliffhanger! <laughs> do, do, do. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Kohaku. I don't hate him. No. He's not... It's not like Shippo. But I just... He's not my favorite reoccurring character. Yeah, he might be my least favorite. Although, um... Next episode looks promising. Yeah, I didn't. I uh, ran out of time this, this week, so I didn't watch the dubs. 
I'll have to catch up to it. So I, didn't, I don't know what the next one's about. Presumably, uh, they're going to go to Kagome's funeral. They're going <laughs> to vow revenge. On Kohaku. And I'll take the jewel shard. Oh, I love Songo's dream of when she was in those little tangled, tangled lines of Kohaku killing all of her friends. Oh, that's right. That's when we last saw him. Well, he was a dream monster then. So. Dream monster. Dream monster Kohaku. Maybe it's coming true. Maybe it is. <laughs> All of their bad dreams are coming true. Um, I guess Moroku and uh, Inuyasha still have yet to have their worst fears realized. And Shippo. Yeah, he's not being no left alone. No one's abandoned him. <laughs> I don't know why. But His I came true it. when uh, uh, Goshinki, right, was like, just ignored him. <laughs> Episode. That was a good episode. Let's watch that one next. <laughs> yeah, that one was good. Yeah, unlike this one, which is just kind of whatever. Yeah, take your medicine, set it up. Kind of been thing. frustrating for people watching it the first time, where we've had two episodes in a row of non-action, especially like the Kagome one. It's like we have to watch the characters go through some shit again. I just want to see them fight a demon or something. <laughs> That one was so heavy on the emotion. If yes. you're invested in the characters as you should be, yeah. it wasn't a wasted episode. I agree. I agree completely. But yeah, this one's just... I don't know. I guess it's there. <laughs> Kagura was in it. So she's cool. <laughs> it's part of the reshoots. <laughs> like we got to make this one <laughs> seem like the, it takes place after all this shit. Can he paste a sword in his hand? I'll just add her into the demons. The writer of this episode's like, hey, are we going to air my episodes? Like, yeah, 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 sure, sure. He's a union contractor. We have to air his fucking episodes. Shit. All right. We don't need it, though. No, we don't. Put Kagura in it. Okay. Don't tell him. It's making sense. It's making sense. (laughs) Isn't it? Hachi. Oh, poor Hachi just a taxi and then he's gone yeah they just leave him there he's he's there when they find her father's armor and then when they bury him on the cliff he's gone yeah not even a goodbye <laughs> like, we don't need you anymore <laughs> when he first showed up uh, in the moroku episode his introduction i thought he was like a conjured animal friend not just like a, a normal friend oh that Moroku had some sort of powder or something like oh. that calls him from the demon realm. Like, you called Master? He was a familiar? Yeah, exactly. He was a Ki- uh, Kilala. Kind of. No, he's just a buddy. He's like a drinking buddy. Yeah. Hachi. It's like, I thought we were going to play darts. You just <laughs> having me drive you to a, a gravesite. What's Hachi's life like when. I think he has a family. Moroku's <laughs> not around. He has kids and a wife. It's like, you're hanging out with... He was like Chewbacca. Maybe he has a life debt with mm. Moroku. Which is why he puts himself in danger all the time. So it's gotta be some debt, because I feel like Hachi's really paid up. Or... Hachi's been friend-zoned by Moroku. And he's pulling a Kagome. Oh. I'll always be here for you. I'll be here till you love me back. 
Oh, I would not be completely opposed if that's the arc that Moroku has to experience. Like, I need to fall in love with someone I can't have kids with. Because I can't fall in love with someone that I can have kids with. Because that's what I'll be thinking about. They're just the key to my survival. <laughs> it's not true love. <laughs> well, we've got so many ideas for fan fiction, I think. We could have a real career. we got like five stories just waiting in these brains of ours. <laughs> R.E. my brains. <laughs> Alright. Did we say everything we needed to say about this episode? All right, well, thanks for listening, listeners. Uh, that was uh, Kohaku's last memory. <laughs> How many amnesia episodes have there been in shows? There's one in Angel. There's one... In hmm? All shows? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> countless. <laughs> there has to be one in Voyager, or any of the various Star Trek shows where nobody knows. That's how you get strange romantic pairings where they don't know who they are and they're like oh I like you and then they get their memories back and it's all awkward oh, I'm sure there are a lot of amnesia episodes I think of a lot of them and I can't really remember any of them right now but I know I've seen a bunch there was that famous episode of the shield where Vic Mackey loses his memory and becomes a good cop for a day no I'm kidding I'm absolutely <laughs> kidding uh, Lindsay uh, uh, rate Kohaku on a 1 to 10 scale Ooh. In general, or just this episode? In general. In general, um, four. Four. I'd say five is probably good. Four or five. What's Shippo again? Shippo, negative. <laughs> no, you can't do negative numbers. <laughs> oh. It's not all one to ten scale. <laughs> uh, I'll give Shippo a two. All right, because of his drawings. He's yeah. He kicked up a notch. And the, you know the mushrooms he was useful all oh, the mushrooms and he turned into koga and yeah, he flew he away yeah he has his moments few and far between but he has his moments and he thinks everything's his fault <laughs> I leave and Inuyasha's dead <laughs> <laughs> alright thanks for listening everybody 